0: Hello, my rebels. Today, I talk about the short-lived apartheid. I don't know if I should use that word. That means apartness in Afrikaans. Two different lines, two different lanes, one for the vaxxed, one for the unvaxxed that popped up in Canadian airports. I wonder if they'd have vaxxed and unvaxed water fountains too, like they used to have in the segregated South. You don't like this comparison? Well, you better listen to my monologue. I'll tell you more about it. That's next. But first, let me invite you to get the video version of this podcast. Go to rebelnews.com and click subscribe. It's eight bucks a month. What a bargain. You get my show, Sheila's show, David's show, Andrew Chapman's show, and the satisfaction of supporting Rebel News. That's Rebel News Plus. Just go to rebelnews.com. Here's today's show. Tonight, Canadian airports set up different lines for vaccinated and unvaccinated people. How do you feel about that? It's July 27, and this is The Ezra LeVant Show. Why should others go to jail why? when you're a biggest carbon why? consumer I know? There's 8,500 customers here, and you won't give them an answer. The only thing I have to say to the government the why i is it. because it's my bloody right to do so. I first saw a picture of this at Vancouver's International Airport, giant signs with two lines, one for vaccinated people, one for unvaccinated people. I almost couldn't believe it, but I know that signage at Vancouver's airport, I've been there enough, and that looked really real. And I saw it actually from a reputable news source soon, too. At first, I couldn't believe it because this went up with no notice, no warning, no public discussion, obviously, no debate in a legislature, no vote, no nothing like that. True story. I sent that image to one of our civil liberties lawyers, I won't say who, and I said, we should challenge this, said that. And they wrote back and said, and I'm quoting here, I pasted this from the email, they said, they said, add to your team of lawyers and get one in whatever country this is, Also, can you see the future in this photo? I think I can, and it's scary. That's what my lawyer wrote back to me. I think my lawyer thought that picture was from a foreign country because they didn't recognize that was the Vancouver airport. Many airport signs in Vancouver are in Chinese as well as English. My lawyer thought this was someplace in China, maybe. In other words, they thought, no way that's Canadian. Boy, I hope it doesn't happen here. Isn't that funny? Yeah, it did happen here. It was in Vancouver first, but then it popped up in Montreal's airport, and then at Toronto Pearson Airport, the largest airport in the country, just all at once. We sent our reporter, Drea Humphrey, to the Vancouver airport to check it out. Now, she couldn't get into the part of the airport where those lines are, because if I understand correctly, they're for international arrivals, and she was just coming in from the street in Vancouver, but the airport spokesman did confirm to her her, it is real, And it was ordered up by Trudeau's government, take a look. I
1: did hear back from one of the media representatives of the airport. Her name is Megan. The first question I wanted to know was, is in fact this true? Are people being segregated based on their vaccination status before they leave the airport? She stated that under direction of the Government of Canada, passengers entering Canada from the U.S. or another international destination are being split into vaccinated and non-partially vaccinated queues prior to reaching Canada customs. The measures is These measures are in place per government policy to help streamline the border clearance process as there are different entry requirements of vaccinated and non-partially vaccinated travelers.
0: Now, just as soon as they went up, they started coming down. Before I could mobilize our civil rights lawyers to take a run at them, they each used excuses at the airports that I simply don't believe that it was too inefficient. Yeah, do you believe that's the reason? Do you believe that airports and the federal government are against doing things inefficiently? Have you ever been to an airport? 9-11 destroyed any idea of efficient, logical air travel. I have never heard of a terrorist ever being caught in Canada or the United States by the security theater at airports that we've had for more than 20 years, but I know a lot of people that have been groped and billions of hours of time have been wasted along with billions of dollars. I think inefficiency is actually the point. So they need to hire more people an entire government bureaucracy. Now add on top of that a layer of public health theater. Oh, it's theater, all right, what? Did you think it was science? Let me show you a clip, it's about two minutes long, but it's pure gold of the chief scientist on this stuff, showing you just how sciencey it all is. People should not be walking around with masks.
1: Let me just state for the record that masks are not theater. Wearing a mask might make people feel a little bit better. And Masks are protective. and we But it's not providing the perfect protection that people think that it is. There has not been any indication that putting a mask on and wearing a mask for a considerable period of time has any deleterious effects. There are unintended consequences. People keep fiddling with the mask and they keep touching their face. And can you get some schmutz sort of staying uh, uh, inside uh, uh, there? Of and course. You do not need to wear a mask indoors if, in fact, you've been vaccinated. Good that you're vaccinated, but in a situation where you have people indoors, particularly crowded, you should wear a mask. So even if you are vaccinated, you should wear a mask. If, in fact, you are vaccinated, fully vaccinated, you are protected, and you do not need to wear a mask outdoors or indoors. When the children go out into the community, you want them to continue to wear masks. You know, if you look at, at, at children outside, particularly when they're with the family, uh, walking down the street, playing a game or what have you, don't have to wear a mask. The, 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 the Pediatric, the Academy of Pediatric actually makes that recommendation that children should be wearing masks uh, from two years old onward. And you're asking now, if your child is a member of your household, can you walk outdoors with your child without a mask? According to that chart, the answer is yes.
2: But the child can't not to beat it, yeah. beat it to death. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yes. Okay.
2: Because okay. Now the CDC says, I mean, I think I've got this right. One mask is better than zero masks. Two masks is better than one mask. But you don't have to have double masks. Is, is right. that right? I mean, <laughs> you
1: know, it became clear that cloth coverings that you didn't have to buy in a store that you could make yourself were adequate. And then you wanted to fit better. So one of the ways you could do it if you would like to is put a cloth mask over, which actually here and here and here where you could get
0: leakage in is much better contained.
2: Are you a double masker, Dr. Fauci? Look like you are.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that ain't science, friends. And I'm not quite naive enough to think that these airport lines were canceled because they were inefficient just hours after they were deployed. I mean, it takes some time to figure out if something is inefficient and to tweak it. No, 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 no. Someone must have said, as my civil liberties lawyer suggested, that that's third world police state stuff. That's illegal. Get those down. Think about it. You're not just treated differently, which is a problem in itself, but you're forced to physically stand in a public line that identifies your specific medical situation. your private information. You're not vaxxed, but you're it's worse than that, because you might be immune naturally, as in you got the COVID and you recovered. You might have a religious or other medical exemption of the vaccine, but you are forced to stand in a line of public shame because your government is punishing you with different treatment. And the entire airport and any passerby can look you up and down and get a good look at you, you vaccine denier. It would be like if your doctor sent you a letter to your house with the results of a private medical exam, or I don't know, say a test if you have a sexually transmitted disease. But instead of putting that information inside the envelope, marked personal and confidential, they put that information on the outside of the envelope. Your STD test is in. That'd be crazy. I mean, even credit card companies are very low key, right? They don't even say what they are on the outside of the envelope. They just have a generic return address on them. And that's just dollars and cents. I mean, the government would never humiliate citizens that way by putting their health information on the outside of an envelope so everyone could see it, including your mailman, everyone who sees the envelope on its journey. I mean, the government would never do that, right? Oh, that's exactly what they did do in British Columbia. They mailed out countless letters to people trying to name and shame them into getting a vaccine by putting the fact that they're unvaxxed on the outside of the envelope. On the outside, on purpose. That's effort and planning and expense. It's about shaming and humiliating and marginalizing people, isn't it? Now, in the end, the airports drop their segregated lines, but do you doubt they'll be back? More cleverly constructed? Well, you can bet on it. I mean, you don't think this is going to end soon, do you? Here's a reminder. Here's Trudeau planning to have you on these experimental meds for many years to come.
2: While more and more Canadians are getting vaccinated right now, it's also important to plan ahead for the future. We've reached an agreement with Pfizer for 35 million booster doses for next year and 30 million in the year after. This deal includes options to add 30 million doses in both 2022 and 2023, and an option for 60 million doses in 2024. Pfizer has been a solid partner for Canada in this fight against COVID-19 and we're happy to be one of the first countries to secure an agreement with them going forward. These boosters will be the latest version of the Pfizer vaccine based on research and testing and they will help us keep the virus under control. And the work doesn't end there either. We're on ongoing discussions with other vaccine manufacturers about their plans for booster shots
0: too. Have you ever heard anyone calling for a vaccine passport? Talk about an expiration date for those VAX passports, they don't because it's a permanent system. It'll be about as temporary as the income tax. It'll connect your personal identity with your private health information, with other government statuses. And of course, your phone already has so much of your financial info, your GPS location, your photos, what you look at, who your friends are, what could go wrong with that sort of system? Here's a premonition.
2: Dear passengers, people who travel without tickets or behave disorderly or smoke in public areas will be punished according to regulations, and the
1: behavior will be recorded in the individual credit information system. To avoid any negative record of personal credit, please follow the relevant regulations and help with the orders on the train.
0: Yeah, there's no expiration date for that. There's no end to that. Those signs at airports with different lines, that's just some stupid bureaucrat getting ahead of himself. Because the real future is that your very identity is already known and tracked in every way by the government electronically. doesn't need to tell you which physical line to get into, because your digital permissions are already limiting what you see, what you hear, what you say, and where you go. Stay with us for a moment. Welcome back. Well, I just put up a video on YouTube where I have a conversation with two of Arthur Pavlovsky's lawyers. Now, I recorded this a couple of days ago when I was in Calgary, and I was Shocked I couldn't believe it. I actually thought it was a bit of an emergency I flew out there to meet them to talk to them face to face not just on the phone about an incredible Development the government of Alberta which says the lockdowns are over which has already punished Arthur Pavlovsky putting him in prison for three days along with his brother They're going back to court to try and jail Arthur again for 21 more days not because he's breaking some lockdown law. That's, that's over. He broke the lockdown law for a grand total of one hour. But they want him to do 21 days in prison because he won't apologize. I know you think I'm making that up. But if you go to saveArthur.com, you can read their 21-page legal brief that says because he hasn't apologized, he's in contempt. We need to put him in prison for 21 days to purge his contempt. You can see that document for yourself. Here's a quick minute from that interview with the lawyers. I am at the law firm of JSS Barristers in Calgary, where I'm meeting with two members of the four-person legal team that we have crowdfunded to defend Arthur Pavlovsky. Let me start with you, our lead lawyer, Sarah. Sarah, you have been the lawyer for Arthur for more than a year. You have helped him. You've won some of the battles, but we did lose one battle. I'm worried that he's going to go to prison for 21 days. Is that a real possibility?
2: On my legal analysis, it shouldn't be. But that is what Alberta Health Services is seeking. And it is fully within the discretion of the court to award what they've asked.
0: Oh, and and they're actually comparing him to eco-terrorists. The cases they cite, the precedents for jailing someone are actually People breaking into pipeline facilities and, and violent acts against property, vandalism, mischief, shutting down. Like, to compare a pastor to that, that's what the government of Alberta is saying in this pleading.
2: Well, and uh, frankly, that's the, that's the analogy they have to draw because otherwise, if they drew reasonable analogies, they wouldn't get the other 21 days of prison.
0: I encourage you to watch that whole video. It's only eight minutes long. You can find it at SaveArthur.com. Well, today there was a procedural hearing in that matter in Calgary, and joining me now to talk about it is our friend Adam Sos, our Calgary reporter. Adam, great to see you again.
3: Great to see you as well. Thanks for having me. Well, I uh, I can't believe it.
0: I mean, I can believe it, but it's I shouldn't be able to believe it, that they still want their pound of flesh from Arthur Pavlovsky and his brother mm-hmm. David, too. They want to put Arthur back in prison for 21 days and his brother David for 10 days. Because they won't say sorry. That's really that's I've read the twenty one pages. That's what they're saying.
3: Yeah, it's they're clearly making a point. They've set Pastor Arthur Pavlowski as the legal precedent for what's going to happen to pastors who dare step out of line. Um, even though Justice Adam Germain has effectively ruled entirely in favor uh, so far for HS, even he at one point said, and he almost caught himself tripping up, but he said. So you want me to take a pastor and put him into a jail or a prison that has significant COVID outbreaks for the sake of his safety, for the sake of public safety. It simply doesn't make any sense. Today it was originally one of the dates that was set for discussion and proceedings more formally. Um, but Sarah Miller of JSS Barristers, who, is, of course, is being uh, provided at no cost to the Pawlowskis through our Fight the Fines initiative or at SaveArcher.com... Uh, She has actually asked for this to be uh, adjourned, and it was until September 13th and 14th. Um, They will deal with it at that time, because AHS is continuing to bring evidence against Pastor Arthur Pawlowski, even after a guilty verdict. They are just absolutely piling on. It's it's madness, quite frankly. Sarah Miller in court today said, at some point, the evidence should be the evidence. Mm -hmm. So she's like, you can't expect me to proceed with this when they're continually, continually uh, applying evidence i need an opportunity to cross-examine this
0: yeah i i read the 21 pages and uh, i mean i'm a former lawyer myself so i understand certain phrases and whatnot but i i believe that the document can be read fruitfully by non-lawyers and i really recommend people go to com and read it it's 21 pages it is written by the two alberta health prosecutors you said ahs that stands for alberta health service these two prosecutors are like, you know, I, I, they are like bloodhounds. They are obsessed. They're like the Terminator in that old Schwarzenegger movie. Mm-hmm. Apparently, you can't negotiate with them. You can't bargain with them. You can't stop them. They want him in prison. I can only, I know how much we're crowdfunding to pay the four-person legal team. There's Sarah Miller. There's Chad Haggerty. There's a senior lawyer, and there's a junior lawyer also for JSS barristers, four lawyers, and we need it because mm. the entire resources of the Alberta Health Ministry and the Justice Department are prosecuting this one Christian man, or two, his brother also. Mm. I've, you know I, I, I'm rambling a bit, but and Adam, in the 21 page filing by the prosecutors, they themselves say, Jailing someone for contempt of court should never appear to be bullying or revenge. Well, Mm -hmm. I mean, talk about projection. That's all this is. He's already done three days in prison. The lockdown Mm -hmm. is over. For them to spend hundreds of thousands, maybe millions by now, when you include police costs, millions of dollars to get this guy in prison, or say he renounces everything he believes in. This is... The most grave civil liberties problem in Canada today. That's my view.
3: I I could not agree more. We've heard time and time again from the very top, the politicians saying, "Well, we don't get involved. That's a legal matter." Well, AHS, Alberta Health Services, is, is a functionally an agency of the government, so the government is involved. We've also seen, and it's. As plain as day, factually, we drove around during this COVID crisis, right when Pastor Arthur Pavlowski was being arrested, and we could go to any number of religious institutions and their parking lots were absolutely packed. There's no one going after them. Uh, They are categorically and exclusively going after this. And I think at this point, Tyler Shandro denies that he targeted any specific individuals. He said that when I asked him that question. At that point, I think the government is responsible to find out who is targeting people. People because if any other religious group was being targeted to this extent while everyone else was exempt, there would be general public outcry. It reeks of maliciousness on all levels.
0: Yeah, I mean, listen, I don't mean to be mean, but Tyler Shandro, the health minister of Alberta, isn't just a liar, as many politicians are. He's a cheater. He cheats his own rules. So he was caught red-handed at the Sky Palace patio loft overlooking the city having a liquor party when Parties like that were banned by him. He yeah. was having a party while parties were banned. By the way, churches were locked down in Alberta. Walmarts, Costco's, liquor store, marijuana stores, they were all fined by Tyler Shandro. Mm-hmm. But they threw so many cops at, at this pastor, Arthur Pavlovsky. What gets me is, oh, best summer ever, the lockdown's over, everything's back to normal except we want to throw the pastor in prison for another 21 days why did he open his church up again that's legal no because he won't say sorry Mm -hmm. i i know people are saying no that can't be you can't go to prison because you don't say sorry read the 21 page court pleading at savearthur.com they repeatedly say he refuses to apologize he must apologize or he has to put in prison to purge his contempt so it's not that he's committed another crime he just won't renounce his faith i you know i i can't even believe it i wish we had 2010 jason kenny here to talk to 2021 jason Mm -hmm. kenny about religious liberty
3: And that's exactly it. He was the greatest advocate. He criticized China. He fought for freedoms. He was one of the heroes. And that's why Christian Albertans voted for him, uh, primarily because they thought he was a man of principle. And they thought that he would actually have their back. That's what they voted for. That's what they thought they were buying. And that's what this government has the authority to enact. The question I get over and over and over is, what happened to Jason Kenney? I don't have a good answer for that. It absolutely just confounds everyone who voted for the man. Uh, There's no justification for this targeted discrimination. And the degree of probable uh, deniability that there is, like Pastor James Coates, we saw he had a couple encounters during the beginning of COVID, but he finally gave a sermon criticizing government overreach, and lo and behold, the government closed in. Pastor Arthur Pawlowski has the audacity to speak out against government overreach. The second anyone dares uh, look back with any sort of question and not bow, they are targeted, and that is political oppression by definition.
0: You know, I want to close with one more excerpt from this 21-page document because I, I really want people to read it for themselves and not take my word for it. Um, The concept of an illegal gathering, that's the phrase. You might recall that's what Arthur was charged with a year and a half ago when he was handing out food to the homeless. Illegal gathering. He had a four-figure fine. Police physically pushed him around. That charge was dropped. Illegal gathering. Remember that term. So he's charged again now with an illegal gathering and contempt of court for having an illegal gathering. In this 21-page pleading, the prosecutor says, "You know who else had illegal gatherings and had to go to prison? Eco terrorists." And so they go on and on and on about this terrorist got that, and this eco terrorist. By eco terrorist, I mean uh, like a radical environmental protester that breaks into like a forestry or mm-hmm. a logging or a or an oil and gas or a pipeline facility, vandalizes, smashes things up, stops work, viol- you know, kills jobs. They say that's an illegal gathering, and Arthur had an illegal gathering in his church, so he should get the same punishment as that illegal. They're, they're stretching the word illegal gathering so much mm-hmm. that it encompasses Arthur feeding the homeless, Arthur having a church, and eco terrorists. I swear to God, you probably think I'm exaggerating. I promise you, it is in the 21 page court pleading. That is your government of Alberta. That's not some rogue lawyer. That is the lawyer working for Tyler Chandra, working for Casey Madu, working for Jason Kenny, who wants to put Arthur in prison for 21 days. Why? They say it because he will not apologize to them. That's a fact.
3: Yeah. And that's exactly it. We On the term of illegal gathering, we literally saw an illegal gathering, a large pro-Palestine protest take place. Two days later, Dina Hinshaw on May 27th releases a document allowing for an exemption for certain types of illegal gatherings. So it wasn't even that illegal gatherings were wrong. It's that that Christian illegal gatherings particularly was wrong because they were willing to amend and amend and amend. They just had their people in mind that they wanted to make an example of. Plain and simple, I don't think that you can get around that at this point. The question is when and who will be held to account for that.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm really pleased with Sarah Miller's work and the fact that she got an adjournment today so she can cross-examine the government. Very important. Normally... I mean, that's very expensive. Normally, if the government files an affidavit against you, you don't have the money to cross-examine every single person who's referenced in there. I met with Sarah and Chad Haggerty, and I said, this is literally what I told them. I said, Meng Wanzhou, the Huawei CFO, the, the, the founder's daughter who's in jail in Vancouver, I said, imagine you're her client. You would hire the best lawyers Leave no stone unturned. Mm -hmm. You would literally do anything and everything, fight every single thing, because maybe you can find this or that. I said, that's how meticulous I want you to be fighting for Arthur. So if Mm -hmm. you say, well, do I need to cross-examine, examine that cop? Do I need to? Yes. So I have told her and Chad, and they, they would have had this vigor anyways, but I said, you must fight as hard as humanly possible to stop this from happening. And I said, I promise in return to it, And we are at savearthur.com. And boy, I hope it works. Anyways, Adam, great, uh, thanks for the update. And I know you'll if I could, this. If
3: I could say one last thing, I can't yeah. emphasize to people enough that this does set the precedent for what will happen to Christians and people in this country who dare stand up. So please, if you haven't had a chance yet, go to saveArthur.com. $50, $100, 100% of that is just going to help Arthur in his legal battle. It doesn't come to Rebel News. It's absolutely vital that you do that for the fight for freedom.
0: Yeah, that's all handled by the Democracy Fund, so none of that money comes to Rebel News. Well, Adam, thanks so much for your reporting. Keep in touch with uh, Arthur and his brother David, who would go back to prison for 10 days too if the government got their way. We'll keep up this fight because no one else seems to be. So uh, thanks for your work.
3: Thanks so very much, really appreciate it. As we
0: have it, Adam Sos in Calgary. Stay with us, your letters to me next. Hey, welcome back on my show last night, Rob writes, the girl taking pictures of the notes has to be banned from any party indefinitely. Hey, let me ask you a question. If Aaron O'Toole's staff were to have grabbed a CBC reporter's notebook and took, taken photos of it, do you think there would be a bit of a fuss? Or if the Liberal Party took notes of ours, wouldn't we be making a fuss? That's unacceptable behavior by Aaron O'Toole's conservatives. T.D. writes, so the lady who threw water on him, is that not a salt? Well, I think it's assault. I mean, it's assault, it's battery, it might even be aggravated assault. Or I'm not going to say assault with a weapon, but we think that's water. In the UK, they throw acid at people. And I remember about five years ago, one of our reporters in Vancouver had someone throw a bottle of urine at her. I know that's super gross. That's how antifib rolls. Gigi writes O'Toole can't cut it. I have zero faith in all political figures. Hey, if you have zero faith in all political figures, that's depressing in a way, but in another way, it's great because you can only have your expectations exceeded. If you go in as pessimistic as you are, that means at worst, you'll be right. But at best, you'll be impressed. <laughs> I, I think it's, uh, it's sad, but that's the state of things. And um, I just don't know if Aaron O'Toole is going to be any better than Justin Trudeau when it comes to press freedom, certainly with regards to the Rebel News. But well, that's our stories for today until tomorrow on behalf of all of us here at Rebel World Headquarters to you at home, good night. Keep fighting for freedom.